In our world, borders limit the movement of people, but not the expansion of business into new markets. Although Amazon is based in the United States, its workforce now extends around the world. This has been used by the company to suppress wages and increase productivity through greater competition. But there are efforts to counter that strategy, with workers across Europe building connections and the capacity to organize together. It is still an uphill battle, as Amazon creates individual contracts for its locations, doing its best to pit workers against one another from warehouse to warehouse. But there are promising signs for the future of international organizing, both through official channels and organic personal connections. For this episode, we interviewed two workers from Poland who organize with Amazon Workers International. Magda Malinowska. Agnieszka Mruz. Unlike the more established, recognized, formal union federations that we discussed in our last episode, AWI is a more grassroots shop floor formation. We talked about the development of their union involvement and their opinions about the future of international organizing. Magda has worked at the Fulfillment Center in Poznan for five years, first as a picker and then alongside Agnieszka as a packer. Agnieszka started at Poznan, which was the first Amazon warehouse in Poland, when it opened in 2014. In the years since, Amazon has continued expanding and is about to open its 10th new fulfillment center. In our warehouse, there's 10,000 workers, more or less. Amazon, of course, will not admit that. They will say there's 3,000 workers with the blue badge, but there's additional double um, amount of temp workers plus uh, cleaners um, uh, who don't have permanent contracts uh, plus workers in security. So that makes us... Uh, the workforce of 10,000 workers. So it's a big warehouse. I asked Agnieszka how Poland became such an important place for Amazon. So I would say there is a very uh, simple reason, which is uh, cheap labor. Um, workers in Poland make three times less than in other Western European countries. Uh, but it is not only about cost. Um, Amazon has expanded. They, they, they didn't simply relocate warehouses into, from Germany into Poland, but the opening of the sites in Poland uh, played a role, uh, played a political role, which was the blackmailing the workers who went on strikes uh, in Germany, uh, because workers in Poland deliver to the German market. So we serve the Amazon.de. So in 2004, that was one of the heat moments when the strikes um, in Germany. So Amazon just, just um, used additional card against workers organizing. Um, of course, that um, creates a, a pressure for us because workers in Poland don't want to be a strike breakers. But uh, it's, it's the, because of different regulations, national laws. Um, there are differences between organizing in Poland and Germany. Um, but definitely the, the objective reasons, like the labor cost, precarity of, the, of employment in Poland, uh, and uh, also um, they ha Amazon has more ways to put pressure on workers regarding um, meeting the quotas. The workers in both Germany and Poland are well aware that they're being pitted against each other to keep costs down. But they also know that they don't have to just go along with that. It was actually workers who had been trained abroad and saw what kind of conditions and benefits Amazonians in countries like England and Germany were experiencing who started the union at Poznan. It wasn't long after that that communication channels opened between the Poznan warehouse and the workers in Germany. In 2015, we got information that German workers are on strike and then Polish workers didn't want to play the role of strike breakers, so they organized slowdown action. Well, we paid 
uh, a lot because uh, a few workers were sacked. Um, and some workers still remember that. So now they are more scared of organizing such action, but we are still organizing. Um, and together, we are still together with German workers. So for example, during this piñata, we wrote the common leaflet that uh, we demand more or less uh, the same wages actually. This issue of wages is very important for us because Polish people uh, get such a low wages that they work overtime. This is, this is uh, popular among Polish workers that they work overtime. And according to statistics, we are one of nations in Europe which work the biggest amount of, uh, of hours. Uh, and it's mainly because of because of our wages, which are very low, and, and, and people are forced to uh, work overtime. So we demand higher wages, and our colleagues from Germany support us because they know that when they are on strike, Polish people, because of the comic situation, they are forced to uh, to work overtime, and because of that, uh, their strikes have less power. They have also been in communication with workers from France, Italy, Spain, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia. They talk about the tactics Amazon is employing, including saddling some countries with more degrading work. In some countries, they cannot um, utilize the products uh, which customers return. Uh, so they send it from other countries to Poland, uh, and workers don't really like it because basically they sort garbages uh, right now. Um, and uh, they they say among each other that uh, we become like a huge like a place for trashes from all over the Europe. Um, so we exchange those informations. Uh, we try to create uh, common demands, uh, and we also try to uh, try to organize uh, common actions and support each other during strikes. Uh, we have different. Uh, low, so we have to use different means of struggles, but we try to do something together, like in some countries, uh, people uh, organize blockades, uh, and we got some support from Make Amazon Pay campaign last year, so uh, they organized blockades in front of our warehouse. In other, in other countries, workers are allowed to go on strike, so they go on strike, and this way we try to put pressure on, uh, on Amazon, and it was very... Uh, very effective, especially during pandemic when we have common demands and Amazon couldn't ignore us. When we demanded hazard paid for working um, in this like very unsecure condition, uh, they couldn't say no. Um, and also when we had some demand about uh, safety measures, they also couldn't ignore it. And we, that time we saw how, how powerful we are when we act together. That's why we try to continue that. Uh, without bureaucracy, just like on a shop floor level, uh, discuss our situation as workers, we have to develop it. Otherwise, Amazon will be always much, much, much uh, more strong than we are. They both stress that Amazon Workers International is not a formal international union. The workers involved are all part of their individual local unions, but the group itself is more fluid. 
It's the means of communication and support, but the muscle, as well as the strategy, is based on the individual shop floor of the different warehouses. Amazon Workers International, it's not a formal organization, and we try to keep it like that. We started this as a network of, of exchange and support and solidarity, and we, we just know that Amazon is very flexible, it's very just-in-time, it's very... Um, able to go around choke points. So it's actually, you really have to be on the shop floor level to, to know where is a good moment to do uh, something. And, but also you cannot do as an um, outsider, um, you cannot really uh, grasp the, mo the, the moment where our workers got organized uh, because often there are spontaneous, spontaneous uh, resistance. Um, as example, last November, um, in um, one of the big warehouse in the south of Poland, uh, where also our members are working. Um, it's a, a warehouse for big items. Um, in the morning shift, there was information that the temp workers who were very in, in need in, before the peak time, they got additional bonus, which permanent workers or workers on the shorter contracts, but employed by Amazon didn't receive. So it was just a question of few hours when worker, this information started circulating and people um, started to exchange information about that. Uh, and they said, why the temp workers should get the bonus? And we all should get bonus. It's not that th they're worse. We are like, we should be treated equally. Forklift uh, drivers got organized and dozens of them refused to work on the morning shift for some minutes, but were gathered in the, in the dock department using signals like shouting slogans. Uh, on the night shift, their, their work was stopped for one hour. And Amazon got really nervous. There were general manager came in the middle of the night, which which never happened. They're never there. They started talking to our shop stewards, uh, and they because they knew this is the before the peak. And the, if in the big warehouse and the for big items, when there's one thousand forklift drivers, when they just got together and organized, they can able to paralyze this warehouse. So, but it happened in a very short period of period of time. So actually, this is also showed us that you. You really have to be on the shop floor. You have to know when um, you can um, get, get together with others, when, when also there are moments uh, in the circulation of the goods, when uh, the organizing of workers can hurt um, economically the company, because sometimes we, know, we think this is the only moment they will listen to us. No um, um, bigger campaigns, no politicians uh, speaking up in the parliament, European Parliament. We saw it last time. They were all complaining how Amazon uh, is, but that didn't hasn't improved our situation as workers. So, so Amazon Workers International was this came from out of this idea that workers on the shop floor they need to exchange information internationally. So we cannot let the company to divide us into Germans, Polish, French, and to compete against each other. We, we really refuse that. Uh, that uh, but the company is, of course, playing on this division. They play on a lot of divisions between time workers, permanent workers, Polish, German, workers coming from the countryside um, and from the town, from the bigger cities. We also, uh, this time, published our leaflet in Russian, 
it's important to add there's uh, more and more workers coming from Ukraine and other um, Eastern European countries. While in Western Europe, there are Polish migrants working for Amazon. In Poland, Amazon relies on the even cheaper labor coming from the little villages. Uh, they, they provide free company buses uh, to to, for workers to commute um, to the warehouses, but they also employ more and more um, workers from Ukraine. The demands they put forward would be very recognizable to organizers in the United States. First is higher wages. Second is more uh, stability of work. We demand, like, the, the first of all, get rid of the temp agencies because there is a no business um, explanation, uh, like business argument that why the company should rely on uh, temp labor, which actually in the past, in the Polish law, um, the solution was uh, introduced to help the companies which are in trouble so they can um, have uh, more temp workers, but Amazon is expanding. They're like, they, they are not in troubles. So we know that after 2020, especially. We just want to get rid of the temp um, agencies and employ everyone on the permanent contract. And the third issue is about uh, speed of work. Uh, it, it is about quotas. So I would say there's three issues. They have different uh, different expressions in different countries because some of us, like in Germany, workers would talk about um, permanent contract because they have two years contract from Amazon. They don't work through agencies. Uh, while we would stress, uh, we would mostly talk about temp work. Um, so it's a legal, different legal form, but the core of demand is really the same. So Amazon has all uh, resources um, to, 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 to employ workers for permanent contracts. Uh, to to pay more, of course, um, and also to uh, to not put as much pressure uh, on the on the um, speed of work um, like it's it has been doing. But we are aware, thanks to the also Amazon Workers International, that that's that these three um, problems are the global uh, problems of the working class employee working for 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 the, for that company. But I think that Amazon is is really special in how ignorant uh, they are, in, in especially in terms of uh, health and safety. Also in terms of wages, but uh, especially in terms of health and safety. Um, because we know more or less like what should be changed to really improve working condition in the warehouse. And they are they pretend they are blind and they're deaf. They don't want to um, listen to us. We have to really push them constantly. There's no dialogue. We really have to push them and put pressure on them to got some uh, changes. And we spend 10 hours uh, a day in the warehouse when there's our shift. Our shift takes 10 hours, like in the US. So we spend a lot of time there a lot of our time, and because of that, we should have impact on how the work is organized, uh, how our schedules are organized. Um, Amazon don't allow us to do that. So if they have such policy, we will, of course, continue this conflict and we will continue putting pressure on them, not only locally, but globally. 
Europe has a reputation for being significantly more pro-worker than the United States. But when you zoom in a little, you see that many of the issues that have held back the U.S. labor movement are present there as well, specifically when it comes to entrenched bureaucracy and codependent political relationships among the major unions. According to an article called Confronting Amazon that Jacobin ran in 2016 about organizing in Poland's Amazon warehouses, many workers there viewed Solidarity, Poland's largest union, as, quote, largely passive and more interested in nationalist and conservative religious issues than workers' struggles, and they opposed seeking its assistance. As the author of that article writes, quote, younger members of Amazon's workforce, some with higher education and work experience in Western Europe, considered Solidarity out of touch, a bunch of, quote, old union men with mustaches. I would like to make observation about how um, about this so-called social dialogue in Europe uh, by Amazon, because there's a there's a lot of often I hear uh, from the workers from the US that workers are, that the unions are strong in Europe and that, that's why conditions are better. Traditionally, in the past, the so-called uh, social dialogue model um, was based on this idea that the, um, the big boss, the corporations would pick the big business union and they would do dialogue with them and which what that union would work as a manager um, so controlling also workers unrest uh, and uh, often representing their own interests as the as the, the the union bureaucrats that we know in the more traditional um, German companies which operate in Poland this kind of model what Amazon is not playing that game they do not pick a big union and and do so-called social dialogue with them marginalizing the everyone else who has the different strategy different opinion or different more are more critical of the company they just ignore the the unions they only do what they have to do which is uh, enforced by the local law uh, but they do as as little as possible uh, and I, I can give here an example the the, the, in Poland, the, the, the union law says that the union is um, uh, allowed to have uh, negotiations over the wages because it's the collective factor of a collective uh, factor. It's not an individual uh, right, a wage, especially if, if they're like workers on the different levels having the same wage. So it should be object subject of the negotiations. And what Amazon is doing in Poland, they pretend they they sign an individual annex appendix to the contracts. So so and they, they that's why they avoid negotiations, saying that they are not covered by this collective bargaining process, um, which is we know and the, the law allows them allows them to do it. So actually coming back to the the unions. Um, what we see is that the even um, more traditional unions, we, we're coming from more grassroots um, tradition, which, um, which, first of all, is about self-organizing of workers on the shop-floor level. But we also see that more conservative unions, more business unions are also pushed in this position that they really have to um, get uh, active on that level because there is no um big uh, negotiations so the big union bosses really cannot talk to the company boss and then make deals uh, behind the other workers so we are um, our union which is a grassroots union is the biggest union in poland um uh, this, there's a second union uh, solidarity solidarność maybe some of people know about that from the 80s uh, but um which traditionally 
play this um, role of social dialogue. But at Amazon, we really work together because the Amazon made them also push them to the defensive position. So we both uh, just forced to uh, organize on the shop floor and express anger of the, our colleagues, uh, do uh, organize campaigns and all be critical without rotten deals uh, with the company. And we should be happy about this because we believe that the, the company is going to be changed through the workers who organize on the shop floor level, not through the, the the negotiations behind the door. Agnieszka and Magda are actually drawing inspiration from the recent organizing coming out of the United States. Last year, we were in touch with workers from US. And when they organized people from New York, basically people, guys from Chicago, when they organized walkouts, they managed to do a lot. And they didn't really need union um, to do that. And some things, even here in Poland, we achieved thanks to workers in the US who organized walkouts because then like they demanded like temperature check and some uh, safety measures. And uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon introduced these things like temperature, che uh, temperature check after the walkouts. And they introduced this in, uh, in, in uh, warehouses in Germany, in Poland and so on and so on and so on. So we had, we had unions here who demanded temperature check and we didn't manage to achieve it but then they they uh, organized protests uh, which were much more uh, important for Amazon because they put real pressure on them and we got it we got it not only in the US but also in uh, other countries so we also have to learn how to uh, where are our strong points and how to use it? They did it in good way in Chicago, and they didn't need a union, any formal structure to do it, to, to, to put a real pressure on Amazon. These workers are grateful for the support that they're receiving, but they stress that sometimes the media narrative loses sight of what is best for the people working in warehouses across the world. In our union and also in Amazon Workers International, we don't um, this approach of victimizing workers so victims so that workers are the victims or spying or um, or bad management practices i mean th that's the reality we see <laughs> in our warehouses but uh, this approach would also say that if we are victims then who like that then we have no power to change this um so all this news about workers being into bottles, like the like good news for the big media, but this is another news that would make our colleagues determined to go out and to, to do walkout or to join the union. Uh, other things they would, like the, the management coming, um, threatening with them when they do have a longer break. So they're punished with time of task. So there's a different, um, this everyday experience of the exploitation would, would make workers angry, but also um, to the, but only to the point when they don't see that they are victims. Workers don't want to uh, be seen slaves because slaves cannot uh, like easily resist. They cannot be a, a, sub a subject of the movement, of the organizing. Um, so I would say this uh, information about um, that victimizing workers are not very helpful um, 
it was that also doesn't mean that we as workers we don't we are not able to speak we do able to speak we are able to write our um, leaflets our newspapers our we are able to uh, make theories and think about amazon how amazon should change so that uh, the message would be if you want to support workers maybe it's not the best to to really uh, to focus on the only big media which put us in the as um, as poor victims of the digital capitalism algorithm where you can do nothing this is not true like most of the work in amazon is a physical work it's about um, turning your body like using your muscles walking a lot like so we are not under tyranny of the algorithms algorithms where we can't do nothing this is not our experience um uh, although it is of course true that amazon uh, has an army of lawyers and sociologists who would uh, uh, have an eye of, of what, what we are doing uh, on the daily basis in the warehouse. Um, but, uh, but we believe we are much more than them still, like out in the warehouse, the, there are thousand workers uh, who, if only get together, they can really uh, change this uh, balance of power. As we ended our conversation, Agnieszka had some parting thoughts for consumers who feel conflicted about their use of Amazon. Uh, I was often uh, asked uh, this week uh, around Prime Day uh, by some people who are willing, uh, still want to buy at Amazon. And uh, they say uh, that for some reasons it's comfortable for them or it's fast or they cannot buy any other product. And how do I feel as a worker about this, that they are buying at Amazon? Uh, uh, I don't believe in the consumer boycott. Uh, I would say if you're if you want to buy at Amazon, donate to Strike Fund. Be aware that there are workers there who can speak, who can are able to to make their own demands and support them, um, because the Amazon will be changed uh, changed by them. So there are different unions, different groups, different initiatives in different countries. So if you buy at Amazon. Uh, then uh, I think uh, if you think, if you don't agree with that, uh, with exploitation happening, then um, try, find your way to support workers or uh, self-organizing uh, in, in the warehouse where you're buying. Thanks to our guests, Agnieszka and Magda, for coming on the show this week. Thanks as ever to my producer, Sarah Hurd, to Jacobin and to Nate Roos for the music. Talk to you next week. Bye.